everybody. It's Shrews on the other side of the mic. We have Buck, and together we're the Buck and Shrews cast. Every, say hello to everybody. Josh, how you doing today? Doing all right. Well, first off, let's crack one open for the working man. There we go. Now we're ready to roll. Yes, sir. But first off, I got to vent on my soapbox for a minute. Just a life lesson, a public service announcement, if you will. People, when you go to use a public restroom, it doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter if it's a restaurant. It doesn't matter if it's Walmart. It doesn't matter if it's any department store that has a bathroom. For the love of all that is good in this world, please, when you're finished, pick up your foot, find the handle, and flush the freaking toilet. Uh, It sounds like a shitty situation to me. Because nobody that I know wants to go in there to see if you've had Chick-fil-A or corn on the cob. Thank <laughs> you. I TED talk. Buddy, let me tell you. Uh, I'm lucky because I worked at the Wayne's Market gas station and all we had was a uh, employee bathroom so I didn't have to worry about that because <laughs> I, I know gas station bathrooms are notorious for this. Yeah. So... I'm not going to say which bathroom I was in, but just a life lesson for everybody. Please, please just pick up your foot to flush the toilet. It's not that hard. I know nobody wants to touch the handle of these restrooms, but pick your foot up and put your the bottom of your shoe on it. It's not going to be that difficult. That's true. And I want to give a little PSA before this podcast truly 100% gets started a little bit. Um, I've been sick the last few days. Um, it's not COVID, thankfully, um, but I have been running the temperature. I've had some body aches, and my throat is sore, so I may not have the usual pump and enthusiasm I have, but I will try to do my best to carry my end of the podcast. And I shall as well, because I'm finally on the recovery end of said COVID. I've cleared the other side of it, and... uh Thankfully, you know, it wasn't, you know, any worse than feeling like a flu at that point, because that was what it was for me, was it felt like definite flu, but um, definitely feels good to be back in the game without having to worry about COVID. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, and today is probably going to be a pretty big podcast, because the NBA free agency started this evening. At 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And Nintendo <coughs> Nintendo had a Partner Direct mini showcase where they featured a lot of third-party games I'd like to get into. So this, this could be a lengthy one. Well, we got a lot to cover, so I guess the only way to go is to go forward. So uh, while you lead the way, while my iPad's charging, what I want to do is try to get somewhere where I can get into a Twitter feed to keep up because my iPad right now is charging and the only other way I have it right now is on my phone, so I don't want to mess up the feed on this podcast. It's not going to be on my end. If 
technical glitches happen, they happen, but it ain't going to be because of us. Yes, sir. So I know in the last few minutes that Andre Drummond signed with the Chicago Bulls. Okay. <coughs> and then, of course, one of the biggest ones right now that I remember last seeing before I jumped in the shower before we uh, got started here was uh, Jalen Brunson officially becoming a New York Nick on a four-year uh, I believe it was $104 million. Now, if my Wyoming County math education didn't fail me, I believe that equates to $26 million a year. That would be correct because six times four is 24. Carry the two. Two times five is 10. So, yep, that would be 104. Very good, sir. I'm telling you, man, my math teachers didn't fail me completely. Once we got to imaginary numbers, I started failing a little bit, but <laughs> up till then, I was all right. Oh, and then uh, I know James Harden also will be talking with the Philadelphia 76ers over the weekend as a possible meeting that uh, he could end up staying in the city of brotherly love. But, the, the biggest, but, the biggest name, but of course, the biggest name that everybody's talking about, I'll let you jump in in a second. I didn't hear you there for a second, so I do apologize. Wasn't trying to cut you off there, brother. But we do have to talk about the biggest name going so far right now, and that is Kevin Durant requesting a trade from the Brooklyn Nets, basically breaking up the big three that never was. Yeah, man, uh, KD, uh, I don't, I, the NBA is going to have a really hard time whenever the players and owners meet for the next CBA meeting because I'm sure these owners are getting tired <laughs> of uh, players forcing trades with like four years left on their contract and stuff. Very. So Very. I, am, I, I am curious to see how that's going to go. But the uh, question is, do you think KD's going to be a help wherever he goes? KD, uh, as I told you earlier, you know, me and you talk very regularly outside the podcast, but uh, KD, he's a help. KD, in my opinion, is a top 20 player all time, going more towards the top 10. So I'd say probably 12, 13 on my list all time. Right. So he's going to be a help. The only problem with KD is he seems to have like a massive <coughs> ego problem that is very fragile. Yeah. Very, very, very fragile. I mean, man, if I'm arguably the best scorer of all time, some nobody on Twitter is not going to get my attention. Right. So here's what we know so far, and I'm going based on uh, Adrian Wojnarowski uh, from ESPN, his Twitter feed. Um, so here's what we know so far. So we'll just kind of recap. I'll go from the earliest where it began, um, which really it began with the talk of the Kevin Durant trade. So we kind of covered that as it is. Um. We'll talk about possible Durant destinations here in a minute. Um, Brett Brown is going to return to San Antonio as an assistant coach. Uh, he used to be part of Greg Popovich's staff, so that's a return uh, reunion of sorts between those two coaches in San Antonio. 
which San Antonio also um, had gotten Danilo Gallinari as part of the trade for Deontay Murray. But the Spurs are waiving Gallinari, and he will become a free agent. So that's the latest with that trade. So actually, it goes back a little bit further, so I do apologize. Um, but so we mentioned that trade. Uh, Patty Mills had declined his option to become a free agent, but more on Patty Mills and uh, Brooklyn in a moment. Uh, Kimball Walker is reaching a contract buyout from the Detroit Pistons. And go back through the Durant stuff. The Nets did acquire Royce O'Neal from the Utah Jazz in a trade for a 2023 first-round pick. Um, I'm, I'm honestly not sure if the Brooklyn Nets were aware of Kevin Durant's intentions before today because it doesn't make sense to trade a future asset for a win-now player like Royce O'Neal when your whole team is pretty much yeah, falling uh, apart. I don't know. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cover more of Kevin Durant in a moment, um, as we mentioned before. But we got to get some of the other players here some mentions. Uh, Jaron Jackson from the Grizzlies uh, underwent surgery for a stress fracture in his right foot and is expected to be sidelined four to six months, but will make a full recovery. So good news there. Um, Bradley Beal gets a max contract, so he will be staying with the Washington Wizards. Five years, $251 million. No wonder he's staying in Washington. Oh, for sure, man. I mean... He gets that extra year, and because they have his bird rights, they can pay him more. So That's basically $50.2 million a year on that five-year contract for the Wizards. I love Brad Bill. I think he's a phenomenal player. In my opinion, he's probably, I don't know, he might be the best in the game right now, but I wouldn't i wouldn't pay that for him. Well, the Washington Wizards certainly have. They're making him the star as opposed to uh, the days of John Wall and Gilbert Arenas. But nonetheless, uh, Anthony Simmons gets a four-year, $100 million contract extension and will be staying uh, with the Portland Trail Blazers. I think the Blazers are going to make a little bit of noise this year. Do I think they're a championship contender? No. But they're not going to miss the play-in tournament like they did this past season, in my opinion. I definitely see them being like a sixth through eighth seed. But I do think we have to stop some, not all, but some of the Lillard hype train. Because people were thinking he's the next Curry, and he's nowhere near that. Well, really, he's only, I believe he's only a year or two younger than Steph Curry. And and Curry's been the better shooter. By far. Um, but that's a different story for a different time. You and I had talked outside of the podcast about Bobby Portis. He is staying with the Bucks. He got a four-year, $49 million contract to stay in Milwaukee. That's big for the Bucks, especially with Chris Middleton coming back. So they're keeping some of that core with the Bucks. 
and I know my cousin Derek will be very happy about that one, at him being a Bucks fan. BG or YG or AG? What is it now? Before Giannis or after Giannis? Um, right when Giannis, I believe. Oh, okay. So, right when Giannis got drafted. Um, from as far as I remember, but I'm pretty sure it was right when Giannis got drafted. Nah, I I don't care when anybody follows the team anyway. Because anybody called me a bandwagon, even though I was six years old, because I was like, ooh, Lakers win championship, big guy Shaq and Kobe. <coughs> yeah. Like, like you say, as long as, you know, they ride or die with them, so, you know, by all means. And I have been riding it out, buddy. And uh, moving on to some other free agents here, uh, Danwell House has agreed to a two-year, $8.5 million deal with the 76ers. Uh, Tyus Jones is returning to Memphis on a two-year, $30 million deal. Uh, Here's one of your moves. Damian Jones has agreed to a two-year deal with your Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, sir. And we will be talking a few Lakers moves as well, along with Kevin Durant. But like we say, we always got to give some of these players a little bit of love here. So Amir Coffey gets three years, $11 million with the Clippers. Um, Chris Boucher, not any relation to Bobby Boucher, one of the greatest football players of all time. Um, but Chris Boucher is returning to the Toronto Raptors three years, 35 and a quarter million dollars. And then Lou Dort getting a big contract from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Five years, $87.5 million, man. Uh, I wanted to update you. Andre Drummond's deal was for two years and $6.6 million, so about $3.3 million a year. <coughs> and Drummond might be a good <coughs> – excuse me. <coughs> Still dealing with some of this uh, – COVID cough, so bear with me, everybody. Um, but Drummond, I think, would be a gr- uh, is going to be a great fit in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, where he's he's almost kind of the polar opposite of a Nikola Vucevic. Um, Vucevic is more of a uh, stretch, finesse big man, where Andre Drummond's a bang down low and get your buckets off lobs and putbacks and stuff. I think it's going to be a good mesh. I, I think agree. It's be a very good mesh. Speaking of the Clippers, Nicholas Batum, another former longtime trailblazer, two-year deal. He is back in the Clippers uniform. So that's big help for the Clippers off the bench. Um, Trevlin Queen uh, is going to the Philadelphia 76ers. And Patty Mills is returning to the Brooklyn Nets. Two years... <coughs> Two years, $14.5 million. That is that's a phenomenal <laughs> deal. Yeah, he, for, he for definitely Patty. got the money. And I lied about the Jalen Brunson deal, brother. It's five years, 106. Oh, no, it was five years, $106 million offer from the Mavericks. I lied. So that was the Mavericks deal. But we know Brunson is going to New York. It's because, from what I've read, it's because Brunson believes that his development's been held back by Luka Doncic. 
Yeah. So, so he believes that if he goes to New York and becomes the primary scorer, <coughs> that he can elevate his game and get like max, max, max level money. Kind of reminds me of Stefan Marbury with that kind of attitude and that kind of sense. I guess there's only one way to find out. Um, Nick Claxton, uh, two years, $20 million, and he is returning to the Brooklyn Nets. We've covered James Harden. Anthony Gill is going to the Washington Wizards on a two-year deal. Gary Harris is going is, has agreed to a deal with the Orlando Magic for two years, $26 million contract extension. And then within the last hour, Kyle Anderson is going to the Minnesota Timberwolves, two years, $18 million. Speaking of two-year contracts, DeLon Wright, two years, $16 million. He joins Bradley Beal in the Washington Wizards, along with Will Barton, Monte Morris, uh, from, I believe that was a Denver trade. That was the Denver trade. And then uh, we mentioned Jalen Brunson uh, going to the Knicks. Uh, the deal does include a player option on the final season. And speaking of player option, uh, Drummond's contract the second year is a player option. Right, right. Yeah, uh there's someone you haven't mentioned, uh, Nikola Jokic. Um, I believe he signed for a contract very similar to Bradley Beal. Yeah, I think I heard he was getting the max deal for the two-time MVP. Back-to-back MVP. But yet they couldn't get past Golden State. <coughs> Excuse me. Do what you want about, you know, not having Jamal Murray or anything like that. Warriors came to play. They were ready for to win another championship. Exactly. You always have to be ready when even when somebody's down. You know, nobody's gonna use that excuse in the long run. That oh, somebody would have won if, you know, such and such wasn't injured. There's a reason why those are what ifs only. You're going to win. You got to get it done. That, I mean, that, as is, the, your opponent can only play what you put in front of them, man. They can't, they can't force you to put a star-studded squad out to face you. Mm-mm. Yeah, you got to play, you gotta play who, they, who you got. That's, that, that's the absolute truth, and that's what, that's what helped the Warriors win was they played with who they had. Hey, you know something we haven't even touched on yet? What's that? The draft. Mm Mm-mm. Which Detroit made a lot of moves, speaking of the Pistons. I was going to mention that to you, brother. I think the Pistons are going to be a scary team here in about four or five seasons. Yeah, because... You know, they won't be in immediately. I mean, you really have to have everything going right to uh, to do that. But, like you said, build, have the right pieces, get everything there. They will be for sure. Yeah, I mean, they've got 
Sadiq Bay and I forget the center's first name, but they got Duran and uh, Kay Cunningham and Jay Nivey. The, they're going to be a tough squad for a while if, if they can keep that core relatively together. Yeah. And here are three deals, actually, that we forgot to talk about. Uh, one of them is one Malik Monk. He has signed a he's going to be signing a two year nineteen million dollar deal with the Sacramento Kings. Ah uh, man, he just got sent to basketball purgatory. Um, he in this last season he had uh, twenty eight average minutes, uh, thir- almost fourteen points, about three assists, and almost sixty percent true shooting percentage. Um. Well, and also the Kings also lost uh, Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald. I mean, Malik's a good signing for him. They definitely need his uh, shot creation and scoring ability. But it's just, it doesn't seem like no matter what the Kings do, they're all. Uh, if I remember right, I saw a graphic today that said the Kings, <coughs> Kings like one pick away from greatness, and it had like. It had a – I'm trying to think for the life of me who it had. It had a – who was Harry – was it Harry Giles? No. It was, it was one of the big men, but it's not Harry Giles I'm thinking of. I can't remember who it is now. Marvin Bagley. Oh, yes, Bagley. They picked Marvin Bagley, the pick before Luka Doncic. Or they picked when they could have picked Luka Doncic or Trey Young, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's two misses there. And then they took Jimmer <coughs> Fredette, the pick, before Clay Thompson got picked. Yep. And there was somebody else, but there, there's this rumors going around. I saw it on Twitter. It says, whoever the Kings pick in the draft, the player after them is going to be a legend. Oh, man. And you know who that, and you know who that would be? Who would that be? Jaden Ivey, the Pistons. Draft pick, yeah, and he's and he's a good draft pick too, no question. Um, another one, Javel McGee. You got to say it like that too. Um, Mister McGee now joins Christian Wood, Luka Doncic, and those Dallas Mavericks. Well, this is actually his second run, I believe, with the Dallas Mavericks. This time he's getting three years, twenty million dollars, or twenty point one million dollars including a player option for the third season. That's really impressive because JaVale's getting older, so that player option that he his agent negotiated, depending on if he gets an injury or if he his play declines, that player option is going to be huge for him. But, you know, he's no longer shacked in the full famous. He is a champion. We do have to remember that. I believe he won two as part of Golden State, if I, my memory serves me correctly. Your memory serves you quite right. And then uh, he was on the Phoenix Suns last season. Uh, He won won a championship with the Lakers bubble roster. Oh, yeah, he was on there, wasn't he? That's right. So, uh, yeah, that's a a really good contract there for JaVale McGee. He is actually entering his 15th season. That's that's what, $6 million and... Like six point six million a year or something like that. Mm, something along those lines, maybe. 
maybe. <clears throat> yeah, I, I could see that. So something along those lines. Um, it's actually six point seven. I was wrong. I was off by point one. Not bad, not bad. And that also reunites McGee with Jason Kidd from when Kidd was part of the coaching staff for the Lakers of that cha- of that championship bubble roster. Um, and then, of course, that now puts to question what happens now with Phoenix because DeAndre Ayton is a, still a big question mark. But we'll know about that later on because free agency is just getting started and there's a long way to go. But speaking of which, here's a big pickup for the 76ers. P.J. Tucker. Did they get him finally? He is signing a three-year deal worth $33.2 million. <coughs> P.J. Tucker, man. Uh, he's like 38 years old. And he's still getting the non-taxpayer mid-level exception. That's That tells you how important those 3 and D wings are in the league. Mm-hmm. That is very, very true. So those are some of the uh, latest deals there and some of the other deals that we did not cover. Because, like I said, part of it I'm following from Woj's Twitter account, the other deals I saw on the ESPN app. So uh, Another guy you want to follow if you want to keep up with deals is uh, is uh, Woj's competitor, Shams Tarania. He posts a lot of deals, too. <coughs> I, I follow both of them. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, goodness. Um, Yeah, y'all just have to bear with me on this one (laughs) because it still lingers around back in there. But we getting there. At least it's on the other side of it now, so either way. But, uh, Talking real quick about Kevin Durant still yet. So, we know two of the teams that are on his wish list. The Phoenix Suns and possibly taking his talents to South Beach and joining the Miami Heat. (coughs) Um, I read a report that they can't. reference was to the famous... LeBron, the decision that got him an ESPN special to where he talked about taking his talents to South Beach. Oh, yeah. Can you believe that was 12, 13, almost 13 seasons ago? That's wild. And nobody's had a special like that since then. (coughs) Nobody sat down in a place there to be interviewed, be like, what is your decision? Nobody, nobody else has had that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as as a Lakers fan. I've never been a big LeBron guy. I'm still not. I do respect him for bringing the bubble chip to us. I mean, it still counts as a championship on the tally marks in the books. Yep. But as a person, I'm not the biggest LeBron guy. Yeah, he definitely does. Sometimes is his own biggest. He does what? A lot of times he is his own biggest fan. But, you know, it is what it is. What can you do, right? 
That is. That's that's really all you can do. It's the nature of the beast. But he'll always have a legacy with Miami, too, because it's part of that big three championship series there with, with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, which Wade will go down still yet as the greatest Heat player because, I mean, even though LeBron was there, Wade won more championships in Miami than LeBron did. LeBron won two to Wade's three. Yeah. You forgot the biggest free agent acquisition of the whole night, though. Oh, yeah? Who's that? According to ESPN, uh, the Miami Heat sent an entourage to ask the great Udonis Haslam if he was coming back for his 20th season. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Udonis Haslam. Has not played consistent minutes for the Miami Heat since, I believe, the 2016-17 season. But he's just there as moral support, it seems like. Yeah. Oh. <coughs> but KD, though, uh, they're having a snag with trading him to Miami because the piece Miami wants is Bam Adebayo, and there's, according to Keith Smith, um, he's an NBA, I guess, salary cap cap guru. Um, There's some kind of clause in the NBA rules that two people with some kind of similar contract can't be traded on the same team at the same time or something like that. Oh, okay. I was wondering, uh, did you say Bam Brooklyn? Or I thought uh, I thought maybe you'd said uh, for some reason I was hearing Miami wants out of bio. Maybe I was just hearing wrong or something like that. I was like, wait a minute. I think we got a little bit of a mix up there, but could just be my hearing. But yeah, I'm tired. I could have said that. But what I meant to say was that Durant is having a hard time being traded to Miami because uh, the Nets want out of Bam out of bio and. There's some kind of clause. There's some kind of contract he has that won't allow him to be on the same team as Ben Simmons at the same time. I'm not quite sure what that is. <coughs> Probably Ben saying he doesn't want to play with Ben Simmons. I mean, who does right now, really? The only guy who wants to play with Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons, and that's and that's if Ben Simmons plays. That's what I was about to say. I'm like, Ben Simmons would want to have to play. I mean, I hadn't seen him play since 1997. Uh, back when he was going for his fourth straight Rookie of the Year award. <laughs> yep. Um, and then from what I've heard, too, about his other wish list destination, Phoenix, I fear there was a little bit of a snag, too. I can't remember where I saw it there, but that they were wanting Devin Booker. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. And you know Phoenix ain't giving that up. Okay, hear me out. Russell Westbrook, two first-round picks, Anthony Davis for KD and Kyrie. That would definitely be interesting, but, you know, you also got some Migos in there, too. Three guys who may want to be the star player. Right.
especially with Durant being in his feelings. Honestly, I just I hope we can trade. I'd like to trade Russell Westbrook and Taylor Horton Tucker and two first round picks for Kyrie and Joe Harris. Give us a six foot eight sharpshooter from three. Give us Kyrie. The Nets get an expiring contract, which opens up their payroll for next offseason when there's more free agents and a young up and coming player in Taylor Horton Tucker, as well as two first round picks. Well, we shall see what happens because, like we said, free agency is far from over. We just getting started on this wild goose chase. That but is true. Talking about the Nets, I'm reading a thing here where it talks about uh, the Nets just being the latest super team to not win a championship. And what's the first team they mention? I'm sorry to say it. The 0304 Lakers, back when they had. We were talking about this before. Gary Payton, Carl Malone. Okay, to be fair, though, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie are all in their early 30s to late 20s, and Carl Malone's like 40. And I'm pretty sure Gary Payton's like 34 or 35. <coughs> but I guess they only mention it because of four of the biggest names in the NBA on the same team. And right. it was supposed to be the return for the Lakers up to the top, which, I mean, it almost panned out. I mean, if Carl Malone doesn't get injured, we might have stood a chance in that series. Um, then you got the 07 Patriots. Of course, the greatest undefeated team that never was, thanks to David Tyree. If David Tyree doesn't make that cash, the Patriots do finish the undefeated season. Oh, yeah, for sure. That helmet catch is the only thing that stopped the undefeated season. And it stays with each of those Patriot players the rest of their lives. Robbed Randy Moss of a Super Bowl. Well, you know, I know he's probably like, hey, I could have nine or so. I think Tom Brady sleeps well at night with seven Super Bowl rings. Yeah. He probably just... Well, he probably sleeps a little bit better now now that the nightmare that is Eli Manning is gone from the league. The bane of his existence. Um, speaking of uh, some of the super teams, they mentioned the Oklahoma City Thunder from t- 2009 to 2012. Oh. I, would, I would argue 2012 maybe, but no time before that. Uh, and then the 2011 Philadelphia Phillies that had 102 wins um, and losing to the eventual World Series champions that year, the St. Louis Cardinals, and the Phillies not even making the World Series. And then uh, from 2011 to 2017, the Los Angeles Clippers, old Lob City. I don't know about that one, but, you know. That's a very good team. I don't know if it's a super team. Yeah, anything's possible, I guess. But, that, was, that was back when having Blake Griffin or DeAndre Jordan on my basketball team would have filled me with joy instead of despair like they <laughs> did last season with the Lakers. <coughs> yeah, but live and learn. Oh, and uh, Joe Ingles also gets a one-year deal with the Bucks. 
should mention that. Joe Ingles is like a Swiss Army knife. He doesn't do anything great, but he does a lot of good, a lot of things good. So, yeah, that's a lot of the big moves as of right now. Um, there may not be too many more moves until probably at least sometime tomorrow, I would think. I don't know, man. Sometimes those moves bust out at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, as far as our podcast goes, I think the biggest of the moves are probably done. That's true. But uh, stay tuned. You might see some Facebook posts or two to talk about some uh, free agency moves if uh, the big moves come right along. So, but nonetheless... It's uh, definitely an interesting time for sure. Um, but where do you see Kevin Durant ending up for good? I'm going to say that the Phoenix Suns. <coughs> what do you think Phoenix gives up, though, is going to be the question. I think they'll eventually be able to talk the Nets into taking picks and Aiden. Okay. All right. I then, you know, see. maybe someone else like uh, Mikael Bridges or someone like that, some salary filler. Yeah, I think Miami's dead in the water if they're wanting uh, Adebayo in return because they definitely ain't going to give him up. And I don't blame Miami either. I don't know, man. If Miami could put a package around <coughs> uh, Tyler Hero, then maybe they can. But Yeah, and that was one of the biggest blows to Miami there in that series against Boston. If Tyler Hero would have been used more in those later games – I think we be, could be looking at a completely different story. I mean, oh, sorry. I mean, it came down to a Jimmy Butler missed three at the buzzer. Yeah, and I'm still questioning that shot in my book. Well, according to, uh, <coughs> uh, God, I forget the name of this company. It ain't loading very well, but it says the chance that the Lakers trade Anthony Davis is zero. They don't plan to enter the Kevin Durant sweet skates. Yeah. I mean, we figured that was probably a possibility at that point. But, I mean, you know, always got to hold out hope until it's gone. True. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see Phoenix. So if Durant does go to Phoenix, does that make them the automatic favorites? No. Golden State still has a lot to say. But that could probably be your Western Conference matchup. Oh, for sure. And that just depends, too, I guess, on uh, what Dallas ends up saying, too. 
Because we can't discount the Mavericks at this point because they have made some good moves. And then depending on what, if Chris Middleton comes back really well, the Bucks could make a run at it. Yep. And then we still got Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, the Clippers will, assuming health prevails, the Clippers will be a hard team to out. Yeah. That's probably your top four teams. Providing everybody's healthy. It'll be war not it could be in any order, but definitely Warriors, Suns, Mavericks, and Clippers. What about Boston? Well, I think them and Milwaukee will be the class of the East. I really think Miami might take a hit a little bit. I mean they did lose to PJ. And they've lost twice coming close. And a lot of times when you lose that many times coming close. A lot of times that's when it starts to fall apart. Right. And then, uh, you know, Chicago's still building. You know, they showed a lot of great promise. They just had some health issues along the way, and that's what really hurt them in the long term. But, you know, they'll have something to say. But the Suns with Kevin Durant would be scary for sure. So, I'd say top four for both sides heading into the season in any order. For the West, Warriors, Suns, Mavericks, and Clippers. I mean, you could flip them any either way. just depends on health purposes and all that stuff. (coughs) On the East, Boston, Milwaukee, Miami. I'd put Chicago as the top four on the top half of that side of the of the uh, NBA. You're telling me the New York Knicks and Jalen Brunson aren't making your list? Well, not the top four. I, I know, I'm just messing with you. Not top four. But I do think Brunson does help, does help the Knicks uh, for sure, but so does Deontay Murray with the Hawks. Also, uh, we didn't mention this free agency, but uh, – the uh, Knicks signed Isaiah Hartenstein from the Clippers for, I forget how much it was. Yeah. And Hartenstein's an up-and-coming center. He's going to be really good. So anything's possible. Um, well, let's see. What do you, who's going to be, well, let's do some way too early since we're having a little bit, bit of fun talking of NBA here in the first half of the show. Um, so as far as top eight goes, let's start with the West because that one can be pretty easy set up there. No particular order, but I'm still keeping that top half. So I know the top half of it is still going is going to be for sure, you know, and this is all providing – Health is good for all these teams and everything like that. It's, uh, well, I'll go a little bit of order. I guess why not? I'm going to go Warriors, Suns. Mm. Mavericks for now in three. Okay. If the Clippers do what I think they could do, you could flip-flop Clippers and Mavericks in terms of their position. But I'll say Mavericks three for now, Clippers four. 
All right. Then I've got – I'll go Denver and Memphis to round out the top six. Okay. Now for the play-in teams, for seven through ten, I'm going to go Utah, Minnesota, uh, Pelicans, and I'm going to go Lakers since the Spurs lost some key pieces. Now, is this assuming the Lakers keep Westbrook or they get Kyrie? Because I actually do think that there's probably a 60-70% chance that the Nets... If, if, they get, if they get Kyrie, Lakers go to eight. Okay. I still got them a little bit below Utah. But if they get Kyrie, they jump uh, Minnesota and New Orleans. Okay. But I put Minnesota above... New Orleans right now just because Minnesota key pieces that they needed. Okay. That's, that's gonna be my that's gonna be my ten out of the West in that uh in that order to start out. Now this is providing health and who comes where. So just to recap, it'll be Warrior for me it's Warriors, Suns, Mavericks, Clippers uh nuggets grizzlies then uh shoot who did i have at 7 utah then if kyrie goes to the lakers i have them at 8 otherwise the lakers go to 10 and then i got timberwolves and pelicans okay so without without kyrie it goes timberwolves pelicans lakers with kyrie it goes lakers timberwolves pelicans if if I said that that all correctly, okay, yeah, that sounds pretty. That's cool. um, Port Portland's still hurting a little bit, I think. <coughs> I got Portland as the first team out. Okay, as for me, I would go. This is assuming Durant gets traded. There, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Clippers, Warriors. I don't think the Warriors are going to fight for the one seed. No, they'll fight for the championship. Uh, so I got, so I got Suns, Clippers, Warriors. I'll go Mavericks, Nuggets, Lakers, Grizzlies, and Utah. So that's your top eight. Now, who are your other two teams that join the play-in? I won't go Pelicans and uh, Blazers. Okay, so you have ten, you have Timberwolves out. Yeah, I don't okay. know what I don't know why. I just don't think. So that's your first team out is Minnesota. Yeah. Okay, so Minnesota is your first team out, and my first team out is Portland. So other than that, we're about the same. Just some other flip-flopping things. <coughs> <coughs> and everything like that. The only reason I put Suns, too, is until Chris Paul proves he can actually win in clutch moments, then, yeah, no. I know. Now, let's go to the East. Um, 
I am going to say, all right, let's you and I, let's do this. You and I kind of pick our one through 10. You and I just kind of trade off. How's that? So okay. one, two, two, you know, stuff like that. Um, I got the Bucks first, especially with coming back and getting their, some of their core pieces back. I think they're going to be hungry and ready. So I, I got the I. Bucks. You there? What You got me? Oh. We on? Yeah, we're on. Okay, there we go. So I got the Bucks at one. I've got the Bucks at one as well. Celtics two. I'm trying to think of all the East teams. I'll go with the I'll go Celtics at two as well. I'm gonna go. Hmm. If James Harden comes back, I got Seventy Sixers at three. Right now, you're right on par with me, buddy. I agree. Because with the P.J. Tucker signing, that's what helps lift up Philadelphia. So if they, with them getting P.J. Tucker, if James Harden comes back to Philadelphia, which I hadn't heard anything to the contrary saying that he wasn't, you know, it's just them working out the contract options and whatnot. I think Philadelphia be, goes to number three. Then I've got the Heat at four. Uh, actually, switch. I'll put Miami at three, and I'll put Philadelphia at four. <coughs> Those two you could kind of flip-flop. Uh, Bulls at five. Agree. It's just the rest of the East, though, after that. Hmm. I think Washington, I think Washington makes some noise. Raptors were number five in this last uh, run, and they're silently putting things together. Uh, I could see Raptors at six. I think they take a little bit of a step back, but not too far. Right, I, they still avoid the play-in tournament, like just barely. But I do think they just avoid the play-in tournament. So I'll have uh, the Raptors at six. I'll agree with that. Now for the seven through ten, Atlanta. Hmm. Atlanta's got Dejounte Murray. Remember, uh, I got to decide the order, but I do think the Hawks are in. There's a lot of question marks right now on Charlotte because people are acting stupid in Charlotte, getting themselves in trouble. So I don't know if mentally they're going to be there. You know what I mean? So um, I think the Nets tumble out completely. I could tell mine's probably. Yeah, everything goes right. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. I think I think I got you now. You still there?
Sorry about that, folks. You know, it's not the Shrews cast that there is no technical glitch every couple episodes. We thank you for joining us for a brief commercial break as we welcome you back live on the air. Anyway, uh, as we were talking about 7 through 10 in the East, now, before it cut off, who did you have there? Because I know you were getting ready to say it, but that was when we, when it decided, nope. I'm going to go Atlanta at 7. Uh, Washington Wizards at 8. I'm going to go Charlotte Hornets at 9, assuming all the legal proceedings with their players go in their favor. And I'm going to go with uh, the Indiana Pacers. Ah, <coughs> uh, so you think the uh, the Cavaliers was a one-year fluke? Oh, I forgot about the Cavaliers. Sorry. Uh, put the Cavaliers at 7. Put Atlanta at 8. Washington, uh, Washington at nine. Charlotte, Charlotte ten. Yeah. Uh, I've got. I'm gonna go Atlanta seven, Cleveland eight. Um, Wizards nine. Um. Just right now, I'm just seeing a lot of mental mistakes. Uh, I want to take a chance. I'm going to take a chance on Brunson and say the Knicks go to ten, and the Hornets are the first team out. That's fair. Because I think it's going to be more mental mistakes that keep Charlotte out. Because they're a talented team, but they need to get their act together personally. Like, there needs to be a come-to-Jesus meeting with the entire Hornets team to start getting some of their heads straight. That's the truth, brother. I mean, Montrez Harrell and Miles Bridge. <laughs> I got a post-sick, whatever cough I had, too. So we right there together. I do think the Pistons, though, right now go somewhere from 12 to 13. Agreed. Then uh, I do think in a couple years, if everything comes together, worst case scenario, they'd be a play-in team. Worst case scenario, once the pieces come together for Detroit, they'll be a they'll be a play-in team. Best case scenario, they'd be number six. Once everything comes together, but it's not right. It's not happen immediately. It's not going to happen immediately. That's for certain. But uh, not too far off from early predictions. There, Uh, just some flip flopping here and there, and just all depends on where everybody goes in the end. But uh, I'm like you, though. I do think Durant heads back out west. It's just a case of where, I guess. He wants to go to the team that has the most, has the best chance to beat the Warriors. I believe him with the Suns is that team. Yeah. If enough money talks, he could end up in 
well, if enough money would talk, it, he'd go to Los But like you said, they've already talked about not entering the sweepstakes. So, because I think right now their mindset's going to be on Kyrie. Oh, Kyrie. Oh. But yeah, we've covered a lot of free agency news. Uh, so if we end up see- seeing something late before the podcast goes off the air, we will mention it. Otherwise, kind of stay tuned to the Facebook page where you might see some posts on stuff that goes down. But now I think it's time we end up on the video game spectrum. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut the volume down on my iPad. And I had not had a chance to check it out yet, but I am checking out said uh, Nintendo Direct while you lead the way to start the recap of the partner showcase. Okay, so uh, most of Twitter was ablaze because they wanted a general like 45 minute to an hour long nintendo direct chucks full of first party titles breath of the wild 2 news which is something i know me and josh ourselves are looking forward to (coughs) but you know for a show that was dedicated strictly to third parties it was it was it was a really good show i was of course i have a very big reason why that is but uh to the best of my knowledge the games i was interested in is the game it started out with which was monster hunter rise sunbreak the yep i was gonna say that was the first one that came on the list the expansive dlc to monster hunter rise uh i am a pretty i'm a budding monster hunter fan i'm not the biggest fan in the world but i am starting to get an appreciation for the series so uh i hear you plan on picking that up and then there were other games uh, that I wasn't as keen on that followed. Uh, uh, Near Automata, the end of Yora edition, is where I'm at right now. That was the second game to be mentioned. Then Lorelei and the Laser Eyes, which will be coming out in 2023. Then we get to Super Bomberman R2. Are you skipping ahead? Because I feel like that direct did not go that fast. And that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. It went in that order. It went Monster Hunter, then Near Automata, and then Lorelei, and then now onto Super Bomberman R2. Then later on, it gets to uh, Sonic Frontiers. Uh, next up would be the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Oh, yeah, that's another game I'm looking forward to. Looks like it has some RPG-style elements. <coughs> oh, Pac-Man World Repack. That one's going to be awesome. I did like the Pac-Man uh, 3D exploration-style games when I was younger. Well, it's a remaster, I think, of the PS1 game. I never did get to play that one, so that'll be a cool first for me. So, okay. It has piqued my attention. Uh, now I'm trying to see. Did it ever say a release date for this one? Because uh, trying to catch it, I may have to turn it up a little bit. Oh no, I can't turn it up there. But uh, I'll figure it out. I'll look it up here once everything's done. Then it comes to blank. 
which is like the deer and dog drawing style game or whatever it is. It's supposed to be, from what it said, was an emotional but text or voiceless adventure. See, I guess you get to see the emotions and the stuff conveyed through the imagery. All right, let me look up Pac-Man uh, Repack. Here we go. Uh, oh, it's also not just coming to Switch, but it's also coming to PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. August 26th. Fair enough. Okay. Question answered. Now. Ah, uh, my YouTube app's reinstalling for updates. Boo. Should have already done that. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you a couple of ones that piqued my interest were obviously Sonic Frontiers. In my opinion, Partner Showcase had the best trailer for the game so far. Um, <coughs> and it, then it had a pretty lengthy section on Mario plus Rabbit Sparks. Oh, oh yes. I know that one would definitely be right up the alley for sure. So it's definitely uh, more rabbits. It was like a wait and see game for me, but after that trailer, it became a day one buy. Assuming I have money by then. And then to end the direct, I'm gonna go ahead and spoil it for you. Persona three, four, and five are all coming. Oh, to that was that was the one for you. That was the one for you. So, yeah, I, I knew that would be the one that you was waiting on right there. End of direct, direct on a banger. All right, now I'm back in. So, next was Return to Monkey Island. That's a point-and-click adventure. I heard they used those games used to be really good, and they were really beloved. And there's Mario and Rabbids. Okay. That looks pretty interesting for sure. Um, let's see. Then Little Noah, Sound of Paradise, RPG style, with a little side-scrolling, okay. Then Railgrade. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of patience for those, like, yeah. city simulator building games. And... Then RPG Time, The Legend of Right. And comes, okay, so this is the Sonic Frontiers. Now, I did get to catch this section, so yes, I'm definitely in agreement about Sonic Frontiers. It's like Odyssey, Breath of the Wild meets Blue Blur. Available this holiday is Sonic Frontiers, okay. I'm going to say November or December. Yeah. Um, Disney Dreamlight Valley looks like another RPG style stuff in a sense. It's like Animal Crossing. Okay. With Disney. Live a li live a live, live alive, whatever. Live alive. Live alive. And then Doramon Story of Seasons. Um then more stuff for Minecraft. That's another game I was looking forward to. Minecraft, uh, whatever it was. 
Dragon Quest treasures, so Square Enix again making its presence known in the video game world. No Man's Sky. Um, a Plague Tale Requiem. Um, I remember seeing a trailer for this one at some point. Uh, Captain Velvet Meteor, The Jump Plus Dimensions, uh, Portal, so it looks like that's getting ported over. It, it released that day, so it's been out for a couple days. Oh, okay. And then comes Harvestella. And then... And then the Persona series. Josh, I'm telling you, if you can find the time, each Persona game is like 80 to 100 some hours of investment. If there's one game that you shouldn't complain about, costing 60 bucks, it's Persona. Those games are beefy. (coughs) I hear you. I played the fourth one a little bit, uh, but my cousin, what my cousin Michael wanted his Vita back, so I didn't get to beat it. Right. But I have beat Persona 5 Royal, and it is, to this day, my second favorite game of all time, behind Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, and I will highly recommend it to anybody that wants to play it. I hear you. I hear you there. I might have to check it out at some point because I hear a lot of talk about it for sure. It's really it's it's dark. It's like anime. It's it's really dark. Yeah. It's a good game though. Very good game. Might have to check it out for sure. Then. Um. I know today I've also got my Madden pre-order, and then I want to pre-order couple others that come out in October. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns will be coming out in October, along with uh, Gotham Knights, which is based in the uh, Arkham universe. So definitely got to do that, because I was a big fan of the Arkham series. And then uh, got my pre-order for Modern Warfare 2, because I liked the first one. I was like, well, might as well give it a shot. And I don't know. I might pick up the new Formula One race well, so who knows. Might give that a shot, too. We'll see. So, I, also want, I also wanted to say rest in peace to Internet Explorer, the browser. Microsoft uh, cut all support for it a week or two ago. Yes. Internet Explorer. The early days of your internet searching needs. I never used it, but it's still kind of just weird because it's just something from my childhood that ain't there anymore. I know, right? It was like one of the things you could rely on there was Internet Explorer, but now it has gone the way of the buffalo. Now it's what, like Microsoft Edge or something like that? It is now Microsoft Edge. You are exactly right. You are exactly right. 
Yeah, because they started bringing that in. I can't remember when it was they started bringing in Microsoft Edge. But, yeah, now with Internet Explorer officially dead in the water, it is now a new era for Microsoft's Internet. I went ahead and checked Twitter. There have been no free agency updates since we last discussed them. So, yeah, I'd say it'll be the wee hours probably of the morning before we hear any more updates at this juncture of the game. God, by, the, by the time we do the next podcast, free agency will pretty much be over except a few stragglers. Yeah, and then just wait and see what, maybe what other possible trades can end up taking place. <coughs> but yeah, the free agency signings definitely won't take long because, you know, those people ain't going to wait forever to get their money. Nah. I mean, can't blame them either. You really can't. So, <coughs> I guess you just kind of scrolled through that direct and looked at what it had to offer. What games intrigued you? Uh, definitely Sonic Frontiers and the Pac-Man remake. I wish they would also have done the second Pac-Man World uh, repack because that game was a lot of fun back in the days of the PS2. <clears throat> but that does give me a chance to play the first one since I never did play it. So, you know, that's a nice consolation prize. Getting to play something I've never played before and have it be from one of my favorite uh, gaming franchises. You know, and I do think the 3D adventures of Pac-Man were a little underrated. Me too. But I'm also waiting for this coming month too for the the old uh, Klonoa remake from the days of my PlayStation and PlayStation 2 adventures. So getting to play the first two games of that series, that'll be a nice nostalgia trip for me. Because I think it comes out later uh, in July, so... Klonoa is very good. That one's definite underrated. If you hadn't checked it out, find some way to check it out. Or check it out when it comes out for the Switch. I'm just telling I'm just telling you, brother. Um, my wallet is gonna be hurting <laughs> in in mid October in late October because Persona five and Mario plus Rabbit Sparks Hope come out one day apart. Oh man. Yeah, October's gonna be a a crazy one for me with uh, uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Gotham Knights from the DC World, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, plus with November with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So that's definitely going to be... It's going to be a buzzsaw. But, it'll be worth it. It will most definitely be worth it. But I say, I say, we're going to have a a title for Breath of the Wild too. When do you think we may possibly see an update on the 
the future of Mario Odyssey? I'm going to say E3 next year. Because I miss some Mario Odyssey. <coughs> Can I tell you something? <coughs> A lot of people don't know this. But 3D World plus Bowser's Fury is my favorite 3D Mario game. I have that one actually second right behind uh, Odyssey. But that's I mean, actually a fair take, though, because 3D World with Bowser's Fury was really, really good. So, I mean, I, I can't even add at that selection there as being the top because that one was one of the better 3D Mario releases. Like I said, the one thing that held for me is it didn't take a lot to beat the main game. It took a lot to 100% it, but it didn't take a whole lot to beat the main game because you got, what, three moons for beating a main story objective, and then you over. Yeah. Right, city, but there were there were a few I, I liked. I liked racing that race car, that RC car. Yeah, now that one was pretty fun there. But I will say oh. the extra moon hunting in Mario Odyssey, and you're gonna be shocked when I make this proclamation right now because you know how much I love Breath of the Wild. The extra moon hunting in Mario Odyssey was completely better than the Korok seed hunting of Breath of the Wild. Be shocked. Take that in. Because you know how much I love Breath of the Wild. I hated the Korok seed hunting. With a passion. Go to the top of an icy mountain or something. <coughs> and you're like, oh, I bet you there's some legendary powerful weapon up here. Nah, there's a Korok seed. Ta-da! But, you know. It is what it is. What can you do? There's no such thing as a perfect game. Even the best games falls. Yeah, but, you know, not necessarily a bad thing either. Because then it lets you know that, you know, there's no complacency. You know what I mean? Yeah. That. <coughs> that there's room for improvement even for the greatest of them all. I mean, we still hold Ocarina of Time in high regard, but, you know, the graphics of it have aged like milk. But I will say that Ocarina of Time has definitely aged better than Mario Kart 64. Super Mario. Well, Super Mario 64 even aged better than Mario Kart 64. Mario Kart yeah. Mario Kart 64 aged as aged as well as a you know green slimy fart. You know. Green and slimy. I don't think I, I, I don't think that's just a fart, my guy. So I have my I have my good moments with some of this stuff on this show. So 
There's never a dull moment when it comes to me. No, sir. Well, buddy, I hate to do this. I love talking to you, but I am exhausted. For the last, like, week, I've been sleeping on and off. Some nights I sleep great. Some nights I sleep, like, an hour. Some nights I don't sleep at all. Hey, I understand that, and I'm a little tired myself with uh, this uh, temporary change of shift for the next uh, couple months and everything like that, so I understand that completely. But uh, we will join back up next week with uh, recapping some of the rest of the big free agency updates and some other video game news and other life life adventures and hopefully next time we go people learn how to flush a toilet well we'll see now you remember how we're going to start ending these shows right we're going to end them with a quote it can either be a sports quote or a video game quote since we cover both topics all right (coughs) i went video game with legend of zelda last time so i'm going to go with a quote from the late great kobe bryant all right hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. And I will go with the late, great Dale Earnhardt. Winner ain't the one with the fastest car. It's the one who refuses to lose. All righty, brother. It's been a good podcast. Good talking to you. Good talking with the audience and stuff. You know, if you want to comment, leave some comments. Tell us if there's something you'd like us to add, take away from the podcast. Um, we're always open to changing for the better. Um, and we just want to say thank you guys for listening. Um, we're we're slowing on a uh, Spotify, so just keep it up and on Anchor. And I'm working on trying to get us on Apple Podcasts as well. So keep a lookout on that for that. All righty, and until next time for the Shrews, I'm Jay Buck, and we'll see you next time on the Buck and Shrews Cast. <laughs>